You're listening to Podmo, the number one network that brings you the best story-driven content out there. Hey, Spotlighters. You already know we have great advertisers that support the show and keep it free for you. And I know you're just as big a fan of free as I am. One of the reasons why advertisers love Tech Spotlight is that they know the show has amazing listeners. You guys. Right now, we have a survey that I'd like you to take to help us learn more about our audience. Just go to podsurvey.com spotlight. The survey will only take five minutes. We're going to ask you some questions about yourself and what you like to buy, but it's completely anonymous. Your answers help us find advertisers that are well-matched to you, your interests, and the show. When you're finished, you can enter a monthly drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Even if you've taken a podcast listener survey before, I'd like to ask you to take ours and help support the show. Don't forget, five minutes for a chance to win that $100 gift card. Sounds like a fair trade to me. Once again, that's podsurvey.com spotlight. Thanks for helping us find the best advertisers so that we can keep the show free. We're here today with Alexa Von Tobel, who founded LearnVest. Could we start with your decision to leave business school and start the company in the first place? Um, so my just 10-second background story, I grew up in Florida. Uh, I went to Harvard undergrad. Uh, no one in my family had gone to Harvard. It was like a pipe dream. I just decided to apply. After I graduated, um, I went to go work uh, at Morgan Stanley. Um, and I had gotten into Harvard Business School as a senior in college. So. Um, I ended up deferring, I went back, and in the fall of 2008, the world was falling apart. If anyone remembers, it was like December 18th of 2008, which was the day I dropped out, was pretty much the bottom of the bottom. Um, So dropping out of business school for me uh, was truly a terrifying decision, Um, but I'd started, I'd written a business plan for LearnVest, our company. I wanted to build a program that could help any American household get access to better financial advice. And within, uh, you know, once we'd won this competition and we were in such a horrible financial market, I really said to myself, this is the best time to launch a business. When everyone zigs, zag. And anyway, so I called my mom and I said, hey, mom, I'm going to drop out of business school. And she was like, thanks. You always keep me on your toe, on my toes. <laughs> she was like, Merry Christmas, Lexa. Um, and I moved to New York and I had no funding. It was just me. Um, and looking back, actually... That was the scariest decision of starting the company, um, but the best decision I've ever made in my whole life, um, outside of getting married, which I did last year. So that was a good decision, too. Um, but uh, it, was, it was terrifying. And anyways, um, I have this like quick filter that I always put decisions through, which is when I'm 90 years old and I look back on my life, am I going to regret this? Um, and when I was an undergrad, I worked in the happiness lab. That was like a, a real thing um, in psychology. And what we did is we spent all day like tinkering and running projects to figure out like what makes people happy. And one of the things that they found out over and over is they would take 85-year-olds, 95-year-olds at the end of their life and say, what do you regret? And they never, ever regret anything that they did. You'd never remember the dumbass stuff that you did here or there. It, frankly, like literally your mind forgot it. So feel, feel better about yourself immediately. But what they would do is they would regret something that they didn't do. They would regret that girl that they were in love with that they didn't chase after. They would regret that company that they wished they went and worked for. They would regret the decision not to talk to their parents, X, Y, or Z. So it made me quickly realize, and frankly, that gives you like courage bullets because I was thinking when I'm 90, am I going to regret 
this and I'm not going to regret dropping out and starting a company that I think can change Americans' lives for the better every day. I'm going to regret if I take the safe path, which is to be scared that we're in a horrible recession and to you know stay in business school where I don't know what I want to do because I already know what I want to do and I wanted to start it. So it was terrifying, but it was frankly a very clear decision at that point once I put it through that filter. With financial planning and personal wealth management, everything you're teaching them to do through LearnVest, people believe that there's an element of safety, saving money, not going on vacation. But your decision to start LearnVest is in contrast to that because it is a big risk. Could you touch on taking risks and the idea of happiness versus financial safety? So I have a column in Inc. Magazine where it's like really counterintuitive because I'm a certified financial planner and I'm telling people about how to take the jump to starting a business. And one of the things that allowed me to do it was I had nine months of emergency savings. So when I was you know, working my first job out of school, um, I socked away like every dollar that I was making because I knew I wanted to go start something. And so I joked that it was like my, it, my emergency savings fund was like my Cinderella pumpkin fund, which at the end of that nine months, if I hadn't gotten the company up, if there was no funding, I was out of a game plan. And so I will say that having a financial plan is really critical to before you start a business. And I, I say this for a lot of reasons, which is at the end of the day, you start a business because you're passionate and you want to do something and you hope to like advance your economic future. On the flip side, um, not having a financial game plan of how to do that safely can be really dangerous. And so I always tell people, don't go jump off the cliff. Don't. I spent a little bit of time. I thought about all the answers. I wrote the 75-page business plan. Don't do that either. No one read it. It was just for me. Um, Thank God it was like in gibberish too. Um, but what was important was I had taken the time to figure out what was the market, where were we headed, what was the strategy, because here's why. LearnVest is now about 150 employees. We've raised 75 almost million dollars of venture funding. Um, we're now executing, our heads are down and we're focusing every day on making good decisions and executing. And it's really hard once you're up and running and have infrastructure to like wildly change strategy. So. The reason I spent all that time thinking about how am I going to start this, I put about uh, a year and a half into thinking about how to start it. So little known fact, LearnVest was actually, I founded it alone in May of 2007. Um, we didn't launch until 2010 um, because I spent from May of 2007, uh, I, I spent about a year and a half building a business plan. Then I went to HBS got the business plan, then I dropped out, then I raised money for six months, then we started prototyping. And so it took a long time, and I, I like to tell people that because I want to help you, if you feel like it takes a little bit of a time to get something up or to get something started, that's okay. And I think what's important is in that time, you wanna figure out you know, all the questions that you don't feel like you have the answers to. I don't recommend that you go find all the answers, but at least know what all the questions are so that when you're in the throes of actually, you know, fast forward four years now, building the company, um, it's helpful to have strategy. So it is a huge risk. I think it's important to take calculated risks. I'm a big fan as you know, a financial planner and an investor. It's all about taking smart, calculated bets. Um, and I think one of the things that just preparing yourself to get a co company off the ground is, is actually just about lowering your, your risk because you're, you're being more thoughtful. So yeah. I do think milestone setting is key for everybody because it holds you honest towards running towards something. So milestone setting was really important for me. Um, and then uh, after that, you know, we raised five, five million and then we were, we were in the game and we could start 
really building and competing and all that good stuff. Um, so I started LearnVest. It literally went in this order. Content, tools, where you can actually track all your spending and you know, see a full uh, uh, financial management center. Um, and then finally, advice. And the advice piece was um, when we actually connect you to your own expert. So LearnVest, for, for anyone who's interested in like healthcare or financials, um, ultimately when you're in a regulated industry, it's really hard to stand a company up. So my strategy from the beginning was to go out and start a content company because I could start that for $13 a month. Um, I could start you know, paying some freelance writers and start creating a brand. So before I had a dollar of that million dollars of our first round, I put you know, a few thousand dollars of my own money into just getting the, the brand up and running. And it did, the content didn't have to be regulated, et cetera. Then we went into tools and quickly the user, so, so we started with content. And when you start with content, you have to be really specific about content. And at the time there was actually a bunch, there were three or four other financial websites that were all over the map. The content um, was focused on everybody and they just weren't getting any stickiness. So we, we focused on the person who ultimately is making a lot of the decisions in a wallet, which often tends to be a chief household officer, uh, often a, women, a, a woman. Then from there, we built tools. Now today, LearnVest you know, adds thousands of uh, users a day, and it's, it's men and women, it's households. It's actually uh, almost, at this point, almost 50-50 in terms of users coming right. in the door. Um, slightly more female, but that's because uh, if like a woman buys a plan, her husband's getting on the phone, and we're doing financial planning for both. So we went content, tools, and then we became a registered investment advisor. And now at LearnVest, you can pay a subscription fee of about $500 a year. You get your own dedicated expert um, through us, uh, your own dedicated planner, and then we do all your financial planning for you. Um, so what we really are is a huge technology platform, sort of like Uber, that made getting access to a car, a driver, easier and faster and uh, not more affordable, unfortunately. Um, but we made it uh, getting access to a financial planner um, more affordable, more accessible, and uh, more delightful. So, you know, you think about the, the, the coolest thing about technology is that it just seeps into industries and just makes things go faster and better and stronger. And so for the financial space, um, if you have millions of dollars, there's tons of people that want to talk to you about your money. Um, but most people, young people, um, and then most people across the country, you know, are building their wealth. And so being able to have access to someone in an affordable, delightful way, um, you know, we think of LearnVest as like a gym membership. You should be able to come get access and have your own expert. Um, it's exactly what America needs. And so anyways, that's what's so disruptive about what we're building. But um, I think what's cool for me is to be able to talk to people who are trying to, you know, just like you guys who are trying to build things, get things set up, um, to help you realize that everyone always thinks success is like overnight. It's, it's absolutely not. It's, uh, you know, one week at a time, one day at a time, uh, and with thoughtful, measured bets. Um, and what's really cool is once you get started, um, what you quickly see is once you're doing something full-time, and then when it's 10 of you doing it full-time, and then it's 100 of you doing it full-time, you start making progress like at lightning speed in ways where it, sometimes I pinch myself because I'm like, wow, we did all that this month. Wow. Um, but that's the, fu the really fun part is that the momentum builds. So I literally remember my first day of work, just me, like in my like boyfriend's apartment because I didn't want to move my stuff from Boston um, and just my laptop. And I remember at the end of the day saying to myself, I accomplished more today than I had in 
almost a full month and I was trying to do it on the same you know, side with business school and nothing, nothing lights a fire under your ass like not having a paycheck. Um, <laughs> don't recommend it for everybody, but nothing, nothing gets you going. And so, uh, so yeah, and, and, and it really is the most fun. It's the most fun. I couldn't mentally even handle the logistics of moving all my stuff out of my apartment. Um, I couldn't. I was like, I can't deal with a move and changing cities and starting a company. Uh, and so I just left my stuff there. <laughs> I, moved, I came to New York and I like literally like stayed at my boyfriend's apartment, yeah. um, who's now my husband, and um, just started building the company. I didn't even, I actually mentally was like, I can't even take the four days to deal with a move and to find an apartment. I got to go tomorrow and we got to build. And I just started building and then eventually I got all my stuff. Well, a few things. Uh, I wouldn't do a lot of things differently, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, you've, you've done pretty well. <laughs> I wouldn't do a lot of things differently. I, I, there's definitely things that I would do differently, but you learn a lot. You grow a lot. And each phase of the company requires a different Alexa, if that makes sense. Yeah. So in the first year, it was the get the vision out there, be really clear, articulate it, get your first four or five team members, raise money, come up with a game plan, and then it literally was every day just make decisions and get shit done. Um, the next version of the company was finish the product. You know, we built our own financial planning software so that you can put in, you know, you fill out an online profile, we connect you immediately to your own planner. They're available nights and weekends. We build you a complete financial plan. It tells you step-by-step step everything you have to do from your budget to your mortgages to your student debt. It tells you which dollar to pay things first. It tells you if you need insurance, what insurance you need. Um, that's a lot of innovation. It, it really like sucked, I think, like half my brain out. Um, and so then it was a lot about product vision. And then it, now it's a lot about really incredible talent. So we are hiring across every aspect of the company now. And this, this Alexa, um, it's all about strategy, communication, and talent acquisition. So it's really different than the person who is developing wireframes and building product and um, dealing with, you know, literally code releases. Uh, now we're in the um, scale, build, strategy, board management, yeah. um, and every turn I have to do things differently. And uh, anyways, what's really fun is it, it is a different job every yeah. six months. And I think mm -hmm. that I have to think of it like that or else I'm not gonna be evolving and doing the things I need to do. Um, and I will say that one day of LearnVest when I was getting started was like two weeks of Harvard Business School. I would learn more in one day because I was the lawyer, janitor, the real estate agent. I was the hiring manager. I was the firer. I was the product manager, the marketer. I'd be sitting there and I was like, I, my brain, you know when you have a job where you're just, your brain's actually not being, you get bored? I have not had a single minute in four years where I've been bored. In fact, I, to this minute, I look up and I'm like, how is it 7 p.m.? Where did the mm. day go? And I think what's really powerful is I think about the time that I go home and my brain is tired. I climb in bed and I'm like, I can't think anymore. Please give me like a cookie and a television <laughs> show because I, I actually exhausted everything I have to give today, which is my like core mantra is take it one day at a time and every day bring 120%. Crush each day. If you crush every day and you only take it one day at a time, there's days where if you try to think about the week, you will not get out of bed. <laughs> so it's really important just to take it one day at a time and come with the attitude of like, let's crush today. And it goes really far and 
you go home, you're exhausted, rinse and repeat. Oh my gosh. Um, in the last month, I've, uh, I've read three books. Okay. Wow. Um, That's more than me. One called Who, which is around hiring. I read The Hard Things About Hard Things twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I then read, and I'm almost finished with a book by Patrick Lencioni called The Advantage. Okay. So, and I will say, I read really quickly, so mm. I will just power through it. Like, on, I was sitting on the beach for four hours on Saturday, and I read uh, most of one of those books. Okay. Um, yeah. That's not totally normal, though. Sometimes, sometimes I can't even read like a piece of paper yeah. um, because because it's just not the priority. Right. Um, there's periods where you know we just raised thirty million dollars um, a few weeks ago, twenty eight to be exact. Um, so it gives you a moment to catch your breath <laughs> and then make sure that you're making the right decisions. And so there's periods where you can't read anything. There's periods where you should read three books. I mean, it, yeah. it all changes. But yeah. I will say that um, the Lean Startup methodologies are great. Steve Blank from Stanford Business School is great. Um, I think, you know, uh, Ben Horowitz is great. That's the book, Hard Things About Hard Things. I think yeah. that there's um, a ton of blogs. Chris Dixon, um, there's a ton of really good stuff. And build your company. There's nothing more valuable you can do than build your company. <laughs> Um, one full day of hard work goes further than you reading anything, but then there are periods of time where it's helpful to just get a few different perspe- a few different perspectives because as the founder, you also have to decide what sort of style that you want, that it comes naturally to you and that you can really implement authentically. Yeah, yeah so fundraising definitely takes some of my time, um, but we have a really talented CFO. He's also mm. my first cousin, John Gardner. <laughs> and what's great is once you really have a more formal CFO, they actually manage fundraising. That's their job. Mm, yeah. So they prepare the models. You know, I used to build the models, build the PowerPoint, um, but I'm still the person who's cl- clearly articulating the five-year vision. Here's where we want to go. You know, I get out of bed every day because my my goal is that literally hundreds of thousands of Americans can get access to a financial plan from LearnVast. It would really change the wallets across the country. It would change the stress that people have about their, their finances. Um, and so that's my vision and that's what I articulate and that's why I get out of bed every day. And so, um, but what's great is when it's just you, you're fundraising. Um, And I will say actually until this last round of funding, uh, I managed every single round completely and only in this final round um, did I get like a break. And by a break, I mean I still did 50 to 70% of the work. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So a few things. So, so first, at some point, I think in my junior or senior year, I decided, I knew I was a business person. Um, I had gotten into HBS as a senior in college. That was sort of a rare thing. I'd been an entrepreneur. I didn't know what to call it an entrepreneur. Um, it's really interesting, and this is the best way I can possibly describe it, but it it like really was a big click moment for me. So I always had this restlessness to like build and create and these ideas, always. Um, I think like one of the maddest moments that my mom was at me was when I actually took art off the wall in my house and nailed it to my tree fort because my tree fort then looked so much better. Um, and I was like using it as an office. And my mom was like, you decorated your office, AKA your tree fort with like real stuff off our walls. And I was like, yes. Um, and so I think uh, I always knew that I had this energy and I was only able to properly sort of define it, like by age 20, I was like, oh, of course, I'm an entrepreneur. That's what this is. When you're just so excited to go build and create and you have these ideas and you want to put them into action and you're restless until you're doing so. Um, and I was like, oh, I totally get that. Um, so the first thing was I knew I was an entrepreneur. 
I then knew, you know, I love lots of things. I love fashion. I love music. I love. I was an athlete in college. I, I was a. I was a platform diver, um, and I like love fitness. And but I was like, you know what? I want to do something that matters. And I, I like realized quickly that I wanted to do something that every day could make everyone's lives better. And I only was able to connect it then because I, I realized my whole family was in medicine. Um, every single one of my, both my siblings are doctors. Both my parents worked in medicine. Like all my extended family. And I was like, I grew up with just this constant, and you asked, was there something growing up, with this constant just expectation that you could do something to make other people's lives better every day. Um, and, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm like the black sheep in the house. Um, but, you know, they go every day to work to, to try to improve people's lives, and I, I have a lot of respect for that. And so at some point in my senior year, I decided to connect the dots to say, you know, right now 76% of the entire country lives paycheck to paycheck. That's bananas. Next, you add to it, it's the number one cause of divorce. The average household has a few thousand dollars of credit card debt. They are in a position where they're massively behind for retirement. They don't, they have less than one month of emergency savings. And this is the average. I'm not even talking about people, you know, really, really struggling below the poverty line. I wanted to call my book the F word um, because money is this thing that we're not supposed to talk about. There's all these social norms around it. And you're like, how in the hell are we going to get better at dealing with money if none of us have learned about it? You know, I got a great education. I went to Harvard twice, never learned a minute about personal finance. And when I was working in the happiness lab, so this like all connects, I remember being like, money doesn't make you happy, but if you're really stressed about it, it really stresses you out. So it doesn't make your life better, but if it's not in order, it can really ruin your life. And I was like, well, that sucks. And I quickly started thinking about what can we do to make this whole situation better? And I was like, what you can do at the end of the day is money's math, that you can give people access to a mathematical optimized plan that can change your life. It's that simple. And so once I had the idea, and I did, I had it my senior year of college, um, I quickly started to say, I think this is the thing where I wanna do something that matters. Um, and, and so that's how I ended up here. It was a little bit of everything, um, but I, I I do want to get out of bed every day and feel like I can use like my, my, my God-given talents to do something that matters. A ton of behavioral psychology went into developing the action program. It's our seven-step program. There was a slide up there at some point, um, which was uh, what the seven steps are. And what's really great about it is a lot of behavioral science is in it. So like, we know how to motivate you. We know how to get you to, just like Weight Watchers came up with points, the action program is really powerful because we know how to get you to do what you need to do to make sure that you're protected. So first, a ton of behavioral psychology goes into it. Second, um, I have been on the road as part of my book tour. I went to almost 20 cities in 30 days. Don't do that during um, January, <laughs> during the polar vortex. Um, but, you know, we've gone around the country. We read thousands of pieces of feedback um, from our clients. And what's really powerful is I've talked to people that are young, old, have money, don't have money, educated, not educated, have a family, single, everyone's stressed out. <laughs> I always joke, um, the one com common theme is that everyone's feeling stressed about money. Money is one of these weird topics where you, you're never like, I'm awesome, because there's always someone who's better. <laughs> there's always someone who's better. And so I think what's really powerful is we know how to talk about money. We cut straight to the heart of it. I always say, take the first step with Learn Best. We take it from there. We tell you what to do. Um, 
what I love about our really brilliant product team and our, our head of all of product, Ainsley Simmons, is, is a really, really, she's a genius, um, has focused on making it so that it's delightful when you achieve things. We send you surprises. It's, it's me and it's like, this, I'm dealing with my money. This is fun. <laughs> and I just have really high standards for money shouldn't be this thing that we, we all have to deal with it. Like no one in this room, I can say, doesn't have to deal with money. We all have to. We make six to 10 financial decisions every day and we will deal with money every day until the day we die. I wish it wasn't true, but it's a human condition. It, all of us have to deal with it. So why shouldn't it be delightful? Um, and why shouldn't it be better? And so that was my vision, and that's what we get excited about. And, and the final piece on that is, because we are so stressed about money, I also said money should be honest and transparent, and you should mm. never go to be getting financial advice from someone who's selling you something. Mm. Um, imagine going to the doctor, and they get paid to like fill you with drugs and shots. That wouldn't make sense, and that would stink, because you're like, I'm sick, take care of me. And so we wanted it to be the same way. We wanted it to be transparent. And so our financial planners don't sell any products. They don't get mm. paid to do anything except deliver you fast, efficient advice, period. Um, I'm really proud of it because uh, it's working and it's exactly the way the internet demands, which is the internet, what I love about it is it's about transparency. Um, and so we've made it so, you know, the analogy in healthcare would be if only healthy people got to see doctors. That's basically what, what wealth care in the country looks like. If you have a lot of money, you get to go see an advisor. Well, that's mm. ludicrous. All the sick people, where do they get to go? Right. And then when you go to see someone, you should make sure that they have your best interest in hearts and, in heart at, and only that. Um, and so that's what we set up. So yeah. we don't sell any products, it's all transparent. And I think that um, that's sort of my, my vision for a better world. The typical price point was, so actually, candidly, the first way I came up with it was I was 23, and I was like, I'm not gonna spend $3,000 to get a financial plan. I was like, this is ludicrous. But then I was like, but that sort of innately tells me that I shouldn't have a financial plan, which sort of innately tells me that I shouldn't be taking care of my money, which makes no sense because I don't wanna make money mistakes. And then I remember being like, this is all upside down. I was like, the people who are getting started should get access to advice so that they don't make mistakes. And I was like, this whole world literally needs to be flipped upside down. So first, I looked at the market and the average financial plan is, so typically it's 1% of your assets. So let's just say you have $100,000. Well, that's at least $1,000 or more a year and they only give you investment advice. And then typical planning is between three and $5,000 a year. And that's to build you a one-time financial plan that's out of date the second they give it to you. And I just said, well, this should be like a gym membership. This should be affordable. This should be something that's on subscription so you're motivated to stick with it. Um, and so that's where we came up with the pricing. So $89 is the lowest pricing and it's for someone who literally is living paycheck to paycheck. We're like, we're gonna fix that for you. Yeah. If you're not doing that, the middle plan is $299 and it's for someone who is juggling other things. So maybe you have a mortgage, but you don't have any retirement or any investments. And then the final package is $399 uh, and then $19 a month. It comes to exactly $608 a year. And it's for someone who's got a 401k or got an IRA and juggling a bit more. Um, and then we go to town and we give you 360 degrees of advice and we tell you step-by-step step what you need to do. We put it in order for you. And then we literally hold you accountable. <laughs> so we're like, hey, Peter, did you do what we told you to do? Yeah. No, let's get on the phone. How do we help you? And mm. you get... Um, the same planner, they're your dedicated expert, they're on demand. You get phone, email, chat, chat, Skype. Most people want phone and email because it's easier. Um, and then we get access to classes and all this other really great, super high premium content. The machine tells you what to do 
the planner then tweaks it before you see it to make sure it, it matches all of your needs. Um, then you get access to your own dedicated expert, plus you, and, and by the way, if your life changes, if you lose your job tomorrow, we replan for free. Um, you get married, we replan for free. You have a baby, we replan for free, and it's the way it should be, which is it's totally dynamic to what's happening in your life. So I was client number one, quite literally. Um, so I'd always, I'd always liked finance. Um, I ended up working at Morgan Stanley as a trader, which by the way, the markets, like being a trader and personal finance are two separate topics. They actually don't overlap at all. Um, and so I remember being like, I'm working at Morgan Stanley, I'm good at this, why don't I know what the hell a credit score is? And like, how many IRAs should I have? And should I get dental insurance? And all of those basic questions, I just kept being like, why do I feel slightly ill-equipped to make these decisions? So I was actually client number one. Um, I built the service because I was, tr I was like, this should just be so much easier and, and so much more consumable. And so, so it started literally from my own need. And they often say, you know, the best ideas are, um, uh, what is it? Necessity is the uh, mother of invention. Right. Uh, and I, it was, I mean, it was true. That's exactly what happened. And then I think on the flip side, um, I, I, I love consumer products. I love making things accessible. I love making, and this is the biggest, this is a hard challenge to make getting a financial plan something that you're like, hell yeah, I need that, great. Um, that's a big challenge because no one's ever, ever actually made it accessible to, to outside of the 1%. Um, so that's hard. Um, and I think that's what's so rewarding is because this isn't like building a better t-shirt company. I would love to build a t-shirt company, by the way. That sounds awesome. Um, Maybe that's your next company. <laughs> building a financial planning company in a regulated environment where I have to tell people that this matters. Um, is so much more rewarding because it's really disruptive. Um, and anyways, disruption takes hard work. So the sort of things, so we're a registered investment advisor. That means every one of our planners has been legally background checked. We, no marks on their designation. Um, multiple checks and balances, bank level security. Um, that's very expensive, by the way. Like all sure. the things I just mentioned, just add dollar <laughs> signs next to them. It's and why, probably a long process to yeah. make that happen. Um, it's hard to, like, if we're Zappos at the end of the day, I, and I'm shipping you shoes, if the box is broken, if the shoes are the wrong color, I'm not going to jail. In financial <laughs> advice, when I give you a financial plan, we are legally required for that plan to match what your needs are. We need to know enough about you. A lot goes into it. So one, that's what I'm excited about is you get quality because we are held to such high quality standards. Um, and, and what I'm so excited about is um, I gave a TED talk on this um, and it, you can just Google Alexa Von Tobel TED um, about how if you could take the average American household, and by the way, no one in this room is average. We live in New York City. Um, at our core, we're just not necessarily average. Um, but I'm just talking about the average for a second. Um, and you give them a financial plan. You can optimize in a way that's so powerful that it can change their life. Um, they can be better prepared for retirement. They can be better prepared for their children's education. It's such a powerful impact. And what's really amazing about that and what we get to hear and one of the things I get excited about from our clients is the joy. Because hmm. it's never just about money. It's about the fact that someone found out that they are dealing with 
you know, they got, un- they, they got laid off or they're, um, they find out someone's sick or they're dealing with an elderly parent or they're stressed about buying their first new home and it's, a, it's their first new home or they're having a baby and they found out that they're having twins. That happened to two different clients this week. I mean, it's exciting. We get to see a lot of great stuff, um, but you're, you're helping change people's lives. So um, it started because I really needed it. And then I knew it was the right idea because, you know, I'm not building LearnBest for four years. I'm committed to this puppy for a long time. Um, and I wanted to do something. That's my other best piece of startup advice is, you know, I love fashion. I love fitness, as I said. Um, I love dec- I love in, uh, design a lot. Um, but I wanted to do something where I could wake up every day, even on a bad day, even in a polar vortex, or I want to get on a plane, I want to travel to where I'm going because I really believe in it. And I will say that um, I have a ton of friends who run different startups, and the ones that tend to go the least far are the ones where they wake up one day and they're like, why am I running a t-shirt company? I don't even wear t-shirts. And so I will say, you know, I love financial planning. It's not sexy at all, Um, but we're making it cool. We're making it hip. We're making it legit. Uh, And I think that that's a really, it's a really rewarding process. Our our average users um, are between average clients. So we have you know, literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of users um, between 28 and uh, like like 45. Um, they are this audience. Um, that's who our clients are. Um, they're juggling everything from a first baby to getting married to going back to school, and they just want to make sure they're making the right decisions. Um, and and that's what we help them do. You start to just let them sort of like roll off your back because challenges are happening all the time. Um, but I think one of the most significant challenges, candidly, was New York is such a much better place to start a company than when it was 2009. There was no general assembly. There was no, no WeWork. There was no um, tech stars. None of that existed. I was alone on my boyfriend's couch. Um, I went to Starbucks. Uh, there, were, there were not a bunch of venture funds. So I'm funded by Excel Venture Partners and a bunch of now big private equity arms. Um, it was it was me. So I will say that was one of the biggest challenges that none of you in this room would have to face is that there wasn't an ecosystem, there wasn't a community, um, which is why I'm so passionate about giving back. That's actually why I'm here, you know, on a night where I've got 400 things to juggle um, because I really believe in giving back because I think that the power of the ecosystem is so powerful. The fact that you can hear all the shit that I did wrong so you don't have to do it is awesome. Um, And that gives you like an extra year of your life back. Um, So I I do think that um, there wasn't an ecosystem and I will say that like the perseverance that it really took to get it up and running, my hardest, my hardest by far of this whole company um, process was the first six months of just like going from nothing and up. And I think that's much easier today. You can go, you know, general assembly, get a cube. uh, You're around a bunch of other buzzing people. I, there was no buzzing people. I went to Starbucks because I was like, I have to be around people. I'm going to go crazy. Um, it, working alone in an apartment, it's really hard to get energy when you're alone. And so there's a ton of really great things you can listen to. You know, you can have a beer and listen to something like this that's really powerful. So, so first, we really focus on quality of delivery, as I said um, earlier. So um, 92% of our clients are willing to refer LearnBest um, because they're happy. So I think that the best thing possible is to have a product that people that, that really makes an impact. Um, you know, there's been a variety of things from uh, just you know we publish, we create content now that powers like 50 outlets. So LearnBest content 
um, powers now a bunch of sites from HuffPo to Forbes to Yahoo to um, Business Insider to places like USA Today. So just our free content all across the web now. Um, instead of them building channels, they just take our RSS feed. And okay. so we create um, you know, about eight to 10 stories every day of really high quality content. I actually was yeah. reading this story this morning. It was really powerful um, about uh, a woman who was trying to save 40% of her, her take-home pay um, and then was trying to save 50% and, and brought it back. And it's just real stories of real things that people are juggling. Yeah. It was her whole financial situation. Um, it was a firsthand account, and it helps you really understand just great. Like, that if someone's juggling that, here's the things I'm juggling. And so we create really high quality content that I'm really proud of. Um, you know, we've phenomenal apps. So, like, our, our, our tech team, two of the guys are going to come tonight, Kevin and Jeremy, who are stars, and they've been with us forever um, and are right there in the trenches with me. Um, you know, we've done our absolute, like, damn best to put out products that are five stars. So everything that's been in the app store, uh, iPad store, um, has been you know, between four and a half and five stars. Um, you can download our free money center and track your spending. So those are sort of our key focuses for customer acquisition. But then you have things like, you know, we had the New York Times bestselling book. Um, we have a bunch of columns and magazines from Cosmo to Inc. Um, to then really big partnerships. So American Express now shares their content with their cardholders. Um, we now um, have a huge distribution channel through the 401k space. So um, a company called Putnam Investments, they have a 401k product. Um, mm. With their product will come LearnVest. So lots and lots of smart things where you can just see LearnVest more and more every day. So every day, just making good decisions. It must be interesting to think about where you can go from here, right? So as I said, you know, every day gets more exciting for me because um, the job, you know, gets harder. The job, the, the challenges are bigger. They're more complex. They're more hairy to solve. But every day, the momentum is easier yeah. um, because now we have a product. Now we can ship the products in all these different ways. And we're hiring on the technology side. We're hiring on um, literally almost every role: editorial, sales, etc. Um, but we hire really like we're you know it's a very high bar and and we hire people that want to come work for like five years that want to <laughs> you know they're crusaders who want to solve the problem yeah um which makes for a, a pretty fun working environment because we're all really in it to win it describe the team that developed the behavioral psychology behind the product um so first we had to develop a seven-step program um and this is such a cool question, and I think actually a story is getting published today or tomorrow all about the behavioral science um, in Business Insider, actually, all about like step-by-step step what we were doing and what it does and how it changes your behavior. Um, so at what stage was roughly about two years ago. Um, so first we knew we wanted to take you. We can take any household, whether you make 50000 or $500,000 a year in income, and roughly have you fill out a form and connect your account, Suck in all your data so you don't have to like print shit out, bring it to someone. I mean, that's like the days of yore. Hey, you need to do 25 things. And let's be honest, if I tell you to do 25 things, you're not gonna do 25 things. So let's filter them with the things that you're most likely to check off. Um, and so I'll give you a quick example. If you go to like Weight Watchers, and I, I use like the, the health analogy because it's the same thing. You can't overnight lose 20 pounds. You can't overnight pay off $10,000 of debt. So they have you do things like clean out your fridge because everyone can clean out their damn fridge. And so we start with things that are really executable so that you can actually go and, and do them. And then you're so motivated because you're like, awesome. And then we're like, 
save $2,000. And what's really great, and then we do things to motivate you to stick with it. So um, first, we wanted to build a service that could filter for, for any household um, and be able to give you advice. And also to service, if it's just you or it's you and your new you know, girlfriend, um, you and your uh, you know, partner, whatever it may be, we can take both of you and we can service one of you, both of you, you together, um, and then be able to keep you motivated. And so that, that's, the, the, that's the really powerful thing, is how do we keep you motivated? And what's thing that's pretty interesting is right now our clients are staying subscribed for well over two years, and that's right out of the gate. So our goal is we want you to have a relationship with LearnBest for five years, 10 years, stay with us. Anytime your life changes, we're there. We know all your information. You upload your insurance documents. Everything's in one place. And an expert just says, hey, this is what you need to do. Um, so our goal out of the gate was we were so thrilled with how quickly we were able to make an impact. And now it's let's do more and let's add you know, more services, more features. But let's make your life easy and get you to do the things you need to do to protect your family. Thank you again for speaking with us. Check out more info on podmo.fm. Thanks.